Hey guys, this is another episode of MC Anime, MC here. Today I have another special guest with me today for another episode of Zingrid Sandate. She's a hypotherapist and uh, we're going to do, take it away. How are you doing today? Hi, uh, Mason. Yes, uh, I will repeat my name, Sigrid Sandate, hypnotherapist and absolutepowerhypnosis.com. Um, and same thing for social media. Absolute power, hypnosis, secrets, and that way. How are you today? I'm doing well. Can't complain. So, further ado, before we begin today's episode, you can go to us where you find podcasting you, like po- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., in the podcast directories. We also went www.mcmapodcast.com. That's www.mcmapodcast.com. And we also on Patreon for anyone that wants to support us and can support the channel and keep it going. Further ado, today's episode is absolute power in hypnotherapy. So we're going to talk about how, you know, power suggestion and hypnotherapy go hand in hand in hypnosis. And we actually have a clinical psychologist that is able to do that. That is right, Mason. That is right. We're talking about, you said, the power of suggestion and hypnotherapy. So hypnotherapy or hypnosis is uses, actually, the power of suggestion for behavior change. So it is, uh, the power of suggestion is the tool that hypnosis uses, almost like a scalpel that the doctor uses us when they do a surgery. Okay. Do you find that the power suggestion is easy on some people, but not easy on other people? Well, it's yes and no, the question. It has a lot to do with the hypnotist, the hypnotherapist. Um, some of us have extensive training. I train in the School uh, Hypnosis Motivational Institute, uh, founded by Dr. Kappas. So I had a very extensive hypnosis training, hypnotherapy in all areas of the human mind and behaviors. Um, so when you're talking about some people being easier to hypnotize, yes, there is a 10% of people that can be very easily hypnotized. Anybody can work with them. And generally, those are the people that participate in the shows, in the hypnosis shows, because they can easily um, go down, we say that easily be hypnotized and continue to stay even after we wake them up and continue to retain the suggestions. The other 90%, it's also, uh, everybody's being able to be hypnotized, everybody, the whole world. And we always say in hypnosis, that we hypnotherapists or hypnotists, we de-hypnotize people. That people generally are hypnotized. So yeah. when they come, is they come to pay, gain control of their lives and be de-hypnotized and waken, waken up. Yeah, also because uh, most people are stimulated by, uh, you know, the phone, social media. Uh, also with different things, it's like impacted by society's viewpoints what other people view so the hypostatica of hypnosis in a large scale is pretty there yes that is right <laughs> that is so perfectly right you're so correct um in generally now people are opening up more and more to hypnosis 
but in generally there is a misconception um, that has been demystified now, like I said. People think that when people come to hypnosis, that we're gonna get their secrets out, that we're gonna put them in a trance where they're not gonna be able to come out, that we're gonna make them um, do things that they don't want, like rub a bank or something of that is nature, or we're gonna make them uh, clock like a chicken, dance like a dog, bark like a dog, which is none of them is true. It's a total misconception. There is a mechanism, there is something inside each and every one of us that is protecting us. And no one absolutely can make us do anything that we do not want. So that's why when people come to a hypnotherapist or to me and they have more resistance to get hypnotized, I have to use my skills because they came and they pay me and pay me quite a bit of good money to get hypnotized, to get better, right? To get, uh, yep. for lack of a better word, that's not the right word that I'm going to use, but I'm going to use it to get healed. But this may, may most of it to take care of an issue that they have. Mm -hmm. Whether it's they want to read faster or they want to memorize more, they want to write faster with their school, uh, their college students, or they want to sleep throughout the night because they are restless sleepers. Whatever the issue is, they come to gain control of their lives. Yeah. So when people have those resistance because our body or our mind and our mind resistance then it takes a little more to hypnotize people mm -hmm. so it has to do with the training of the professionalism of the hypnotherapist so the people that like are in the hypnotist or some power suggestion or a stage performance is it like specifically targeting people willing to do something under the power suggestion or is it okay so let me tell you something i'm glad that you asked that question Everybody needs to give their permission to get hypnotized. There is absolutely no one can hypnotize you if you don't say, yes, I want to be hypnotized. So when people are on a stage, the hypnotist on the stage show, they ask who wants to be hypnotized and half of the audience raise their hands. That's a permission. So the willing participants are laying down the guard so the power suggestion is easier on them? It is easier. So when people say, yes, I want to be hypnotized, they all go up on the stage. The hypnotist again does a few tests on them. I don't know if you've ever seen mm -hmm. a, a show, but they do a few tests like raising their hand or, you know, silly things, which are true. And then after that, he asks or she asks again, do you want to be hypnotized? And people agree on that. So they already have the permission. Uh, to be hypnotized. And the first permission is when they raise their hands and say, yes, I want to be hypnotized and go up on the stage. So it's always with permission. Okay. And now some of the things, what is reasonable within hypnotists that, you know, for entertainment that people are willing to do, what is like reasonable in the sense that you do the hypnosis, what is a reasonable reaction from the person being hypnotized? So you're talking about the depth of the hypnosis, right? Okay, so like I said, and like you said also, some people can be hypnotized very easily, and that is a 10% of the population in the entire world. So when you see a hypnotist calling, asking people to come and volunteer, he gets the whole stage full of people, and little by little, they're dwindling them down, taking people out of the stage. 
and only lead those who can be hypnotized directly. They, those who are hypnotized, they are hypnotized deeply and dehypnotized, meaning waking up, they wake up. But they give them a suggestion to stay hypnotized. So, for instance, this is just a hypothetical. Let's say he hypnotizes, the hypnotist hypnotizes everybody, chooses one subject. He says, now you're going to sing, sing like Johnny Cash and you're going to perform or you're going to dance or, or, uh, or you're going to dance like, or you're going to sing and dance like Marilyn Monroe. And he says, each and every time I said the name Marilyn Monroe, each and every time I say Johnny Cash, you're going to come out and perform and dance. That's a suggestion. So he sent them back to their seat. And half hour after, he says Marilyn Monroe or Johnny Cash. And these two young people, or these individuals, get up and they show up on the stage because the suggestion is there. At the end of the show, if you have noticed, the hypnotist wake them up and close their mind to the, the doors to their subconscious mind, which is exactly the same thing we hypnotherapists in a clinical setting, in a clinical situation, we do the same thing. We give the suggestion to close their minds to negativity, close their minds to suggestions that are not beneficial to the individual. Okay. Uh, what is the effects if you don't close the subconscious have an open Okay, so we have, I always said people come to be dehypnotized because we're always in hypnosis. Everybody, through the power of suggestions, as we said before, is the suggestion that makes hypnosis. How does hypnosis work is closing the chatter of the mind, closing that rational, analytical, powerful mind that we have. And it's always talking, it's always that chatter. When we close the mind, then we open the subconscious mind to suggestions. And because we live in the world full of chatter, full of noise, full of, we have the noise pollution, we have all kinds of things. So we get overloaded, which is a hypnosis term, being overloaded. When we're overloaded, we're open to suggestions. Politicians do that very well. <laughs> and we know about that. So, what happens when we don't give post-hypnotic suggestions? Sometimes people, and I don't know if you ever noticed that we missed our exit when we're driving. Mm -hmm. We're in a hypnosis. We immerse ourselves into a movie and we start crying or smiling when the actors smile or fall in love or cry. We feel their emotions. We are in hypnosis. We believe everything. When we go to a fair, perfect example, we hear all these noises, music, all these smells, and we just want to buy and grab everything and eat everything. We are in hypnosis. Now, if the hypnotherapists do not uh, do the post-hypnosis hypnosis suggestion, nothing is going to happen because, like I said, we have a protective mechanism. But it's most likely that people are not alert are now refreshing their mind. And that is one of the almost is universal with the hypnotherapist. You're going to wake up feeling refreshed, feeling energetic, feeling seeing the bright world more than ever before. Okay. You know, here's another thing that comes up. A lot of times you see in official media hypnosis to be a strong effect that at any given point, it can be like a mask hypnosis or a very specific command of powerful suggestion. What is the limits of hypnosis? Okay, it's limitless. It has absolutely, we have to be very analytical and analyzing every single word 
that the speaker is saying in order to reject, in order for us to reject that suggestion. Mm -hmm. You know, when a politician comes out and there is masses of people there, and he or she uses a specific language, certain language, and sometimes it's called hypnosis language, but it's not, and we hope that it's not a harmful language, and they said, we need to create a different version of our reality right now. We all need to get together and create a better world. It's a suggestion, isn't it? Yeah. And, and if you like the speaker, you say, yes, I need to be part of this making a better world. Oh, okay. So like the principle of public speaking, you rhetoric, all can influence how people act in certain capacities. Exactly, exactly. Um, in that case, we are not, as a mass of a public, we are not completely hypnotized. But all of the modalities are there. We're looking up at that figure that we respect. We paid money or we took our time to drive and go see this person. So we're giving permission to open ourselves to that suggestion, whatever the suggestion is. Okay. What if you have an instance of someone using rhetoric and public speaking in a very extreme, non-healthy? What are the uh, statutes for prosecution of that action? You mean, what is the percentage in terms of the people following the suggestion? Is that what Not you're necessarily the following, but the uh, prosecution of proving that your rhetoric was actually directly harmful to the audience that you're speaking to. Well, it, it has happened. And, and I'm not going to name names, but we have seen sects that people follow mm -hmm. that maybe not been to the best interest of the person, but they're willingly going to those sects. They're willingly going, joining certain groups. They're willingly, and, and, and even we see it with young people, people who follow a leader that might not take them to the best of their interest of their life. Um, I don't know about prosecution, but it has happened that they prosecute these people because mass of people have taken uh, juices and have died. You know, yeah. we remember that case in, in Texas, but I'm not going to name the names, but mm -hmm. that is a part of a whole scenario setting that has been following a few steps, procedures that people follow to reach to that. Not everybody can make, like I said, we have a defense mechanism that protects us. Mm -hmm. Nobody makes us do anything that we don't want to do. So as far as saying something harmful, it has to be in a scenario. It has to be mm -hmm. in a certain uh, methodical way of creating okay. that setting. I don't know if it makes sense what I'm saying. So, yeah, it does. Because certain people can use rhetoric, public speaking, for an act of inciting to bring forth followers, to bring forth their influence as a strategic maneuver in a greater plot defense. Right, right. But in generally, we give our permission to follow certain protocol. We go to church and we follow our pastor, our, our priest, and our uh, political affiliation. We, we give permission to a lot of things, which are good things sometimes, a lot of times, and we hope that everybody has the best intentions. 
and and that's why going back to therapy uh, hypnosis people come to gain more control of their lives not to lose control of their lives and 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 that's the main thing people come and again i'm using the wrong term to heal themselves to take care of issues to gain control of their lives not the opposite okay so we talked about a little bit public speaking let's go into you have an addiction what is the principle of treating someone with addiction okay so addictions has a beginning mm -hmm. like every behavior has a beginning and every behavior serves a purpose and when someone starts an addiction, I'm going to talk about smoking, for example. People smoke for many reasons. People begin to smoke for fun, following the, the quick, following their friends when they're a teenager. It's fun to do it. So you're doing it for fun. You're getting away from whatever you're doing to go out and have fun. People smoke because they want to have breaks. They leave work to go smoke. People smoke for various many reasons, as every addiction begins. So when people, and I repeat, we cannot make anybody do anything that they don't want, and when they come to hypnosis, they've given us permission to work with that. So the very first thing we tell, hypnotherapists tell the client who comes for an addiction, we say, you can keep doing what you're doing, eating what you're eating, drinking what you're drinking, inhaling what you're inhaling, until you're ready to let go. And once you're ready to let go, everything will start working itself out. And that's when we come in to give the best suggestion. There are different hypnosis. There are some people, some hypnotherapists, especially in the past, they just do use the negative way. Like for instance, I'm gonna give an example. So if someone smoked, they will make them smoke a lot of cigarettes until they get sick. That is no longer true because I believe that that is not a way to help someone in addictions. Okay. All right. So, you know, that's addiction behavior. What do you do with someone with PTSD or a very traumatic experience? It happens. It happens when we have a strong emotional experience. Any uh, post-traumatic stress disorder it comes from an experience that had a lot of emotions, a big emotion that is trapped in the body. When that emotion is trapped in the body, it's hard to let go, and it manifests in the body or and in the mind. So part of that our hypnosis is to help them clear that emotional, the emotion that is attached to that experience. When the two are removed, the experience with the emotions, everything can be reversed very easily. Alright, so what's the, just say, what is a particular case that's more difficult to treat with just simple phobias and fears? One of the hardest issues to take care of is food, weight. When people come and say, I want to lose weight, my first question I ask is, why? Is somebody asking you to lose weight? Why do you want to lose weight? Did the doctor say you need to lose weight? Is it something, why? What is the reason? Then after that, I'll say, what is it that you want to let go? Is it completely entire food? Or is it certain things that are not good for your body? Whatever it is, sodas, potato chips, whatever it is that is not good for your body. And, and from there, because why is food and losing weight so difficult 
because it is an addiction to begin with, but also because food is everything. Food is something that we need to survive more than drugs, more than anything else. So when we say, okay, now you're going to stop eating, we cannot say. We can say, now you're going to eat to the proportion that your body needs to eat and no more, right? But you cannot stop eating. Food is a source of communion, of being together with friends, with family, to enjoy. Is it in holidays? Is it in um, everywhere? everywhere, birthdays, it's, it's a way of social, uh, socializing, it's a way of giving love, when mom, grandma, auntie give us uh, apple pie, when we smell the smell of the apple pie, it brings us memories of when we were little, or whatever, but food is a big addiction, that it needs, it doesn't help with one session, let's say, for sake of argument, it needs a little more uh, uh, follow-up. Oh, okay. So, like, I don't know, this might be a high school experience. Has there been a proven method of hypnotherapy or hypnosis that potential military could have used to propagate war or other things? To propagate wars or things of the nature? I really doubt. I really doubt it. Um, they don't have to go that extreme because they already have the support of people willing to fight. Uh-huh. So... Let's talk about the example of um, Adolf Hitler and, and, and the um, extermination of Jewish. That, if you remember history, started little by little. One, one phrase, one word, and then it propagated into a whole country and then it moved across. But it was instilling fear into people, instilling hatred into people. So it's not hypnosis, it was a um, methodic thing moving into that area. So using hypnosis to propagate war or something of that nature, I really do not believe. Okay, because there is some people that like, they have used hypnosis as like last resort, trying to break the will of somebody, but wouldn't it just be easier ways to break the will instead of the person? Self-hypnosis, you're saying? Yeah. Like, you hypnotize yourself? Yeah, you hypnotize yourself to prevent information from possibly being spread. So give me an example of what you're saying. Okay, so let's say you're behind enemy lines and they gave you a mantra, what to keep saying. So you keep judgment and you keep your mind at ease. What What is that mantra like? You tell them, I am, my badge number is this, this, and this. I'm from this platoon and you keep saying it. Keep being. What is that mantra like? Okay, so I tell you something. And again, we're gonna go in circles a little bit, but then I tell you. The defense mechanism that we have, we speak, each one of us speak in different ways. Some of us speak directly and accept um, information directly. Like for instance, you give me a, a, a direct command and say, give me a glass of water. I get up and give you a glass of water. It's a direct command. But you might also say, oh, I'm so thirsty. You're not asking me to give you a glass of water, right? Yeah. But I might get up and give you a glass of water. It's an inferential suggestion, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So we all have different ways of intaking information. We all have different ways of um, speaking, up, speaking out our information. So, and that's what Capacity in School, the Hypnosis Motivational Institute has 
um, in its favor over other schools that they teach us how we need to observe and listen to our clients, how they speak, how they take information in order for us to give the suggestions in the same way they intake information. So when somebody repeats the mantra, okay, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm, I'm going to hate this group or whatever, our mind needs to be very open to that suggestion. And sometimes it's almost like if I'm saying I'm thin, I'm thin, I'm slender, I'm slender, I'm thin, I'm slender, I'm slender. But every time I see myself in the mirror, it's not to the way I want. It's not the way I want to look. So my mind is rejecting that. Because remember, we learn through observation and repetition. So yes, we can repeat our phrase, but we need to be open and it needs to harness something from the mind. Does it make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. It does make sense because the way you look at the situation is dependent on how the person responds, how the patient perceives their problem, and how you can go about in treating them in the most effective way. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that is the professionalism of a therapist or a clinicist, that we just do not read scripts. We, a good, powerful hypnotherapist, professional hypnotherapist, don't need scripts. We just follow each person individually and to the best way that they learn and follow their path. Is hypnotherapy advised for children who have parental guardians to also have to provide tradition more uh, permission? Yes. Uh, again, even for adults, we need permission. But for minors, we need a several permissions. First and foremost, the parent. If they bring the child because they cannot learn at school, we need their psychologist referral or their, their school referral about what the child has, whatever issues. And with children, we use a different methodology. We don't give a direct uh, suggestion because depending on the age of the child, if it's a teenager, they can take suggestions. And if it's a small child, it's hard for them to visualize the child now you're going to do this. Because remember, our, our mind protects us. Automatically, they say, well, I don't have to study. Are you telling me I have to do my homework? I don't have to. So we do it differently. And, and yes, parents have to be present. At least that's the protocol. We have to have permission of the parents, especially, or they can, we can video, we can take a video of yeah. uh, us hypnotizing the child because they're minors, so we need to protect children above all. <laughs> yeah, and then if the children are at a young age, are they really able to say yes to what's going if they don't understand? What age would you speak of? Five years old or less. I have had children, uh, five-year-old children in my office, and I don't call it hypnosis. I don't call it suggestions. We do child's therapy sort of way, but in a way that the child can understand it. And again, that is has to do with how prepared the hypnotherapist is for the child. And sometimes, yes, we do reduce uh, eye fixation, that clock that we don't use it with adults. That's really a myth. Adults don't hypnotize with that little clock uh, going, pendulum going back and forth. Well, yeah, just because the attention span is right. really distracting. But the for kids, the yeah. attention span is like really mm -hmm. focused and it's like tunnel vision. Yeah, and for the children, we do use it. We were taught to use it and I have used it to get them hypnotized. Okay. 
what is a uh, good case that, that you were involved with that actually became like personal to you? Oh, there's so many cases, so many, uh, very personal. I guess I will talk about a couple of my friends. Mm-hmm. Well, at first, let me tell you, when I was working in a hospital, all of you in Los Angeles, I was working with people with cancer that were hooked to um, the um, chemotherapy injections and all of that. Mm-hmm. I had so many reactions that it just, my heart was just thumped of joy. Um, I had one young lady that she was hooked and she was all bruised up in her arm because they would never find her veins, the nurses. So um, she almost cried when she was saying, and I said, okay, well, I'm gonna, with your permission, I'm gonna put you in a trance. I'm gonna talk to your body and I'm gonna talk specifically to your veins to just pop out. And that the needle is gonna be just a little pinch, no pain. And I did that. So the next time I came around and I saw her, she was so happy and she didn't remember because remember, these people are already in a trance with all the chemos and all whatever they're doing, uh, all the treatments they're getting. So she wouldn't remember. And But the next time I saw her, she says, you know what? When the doctors come, my veins just pop out. Oh, that is such a wonderful news. I'm so very happy for you. I didn't say I gave you the suggestion. Your body responded. I said nothing. I just said, I'm so very happy. I'm so very happy that your veins are popping out. They are so prepared for you to get well. And uh, what... What has been a more complicated case that took a very long time to resolve? Complicated case. I told you about my friend, my beautiful friend, Paul. Well, I shouldn't be saying his name, but anyway, he came for losing weight, for weight loss. And uh, because he was going to have a gastro band to lose weight, something of that sort, some kind of procedure, I can't remember, but he needed to lose weight. I really do not remember, honestly, if he lost a pound. But he worked on every other issue he had. He would come every week. He was such a lucky girl. And um, we worked. And again, I am not a doctor. I do not practice medicine, but I do give suggestions to the body. And so he learned to breathe in better and relax more. And breathing better to the point that he let go of his oxygen. He would always carry it with him. And, but the doctor, I had his doctor referral who said, wow, together everything works marvelous. So I don't know if that would be complicated, but again, what you he had came, unintended result. Right, he came for one thing and a lot of other things happened. Now the most, the longest session I ever had, it was like almost four hours, but this was for a past life regression. Oh. Mm-hmm. The person had never been hypnotized and we stayed together. She was finally able to go into deep trance and see something. And again, it was after four hours. And, and that was, uh, I don't know if that was resistance or mm-hmm. that was, I don't know. But I think that was the longest session I have ever had. Okay. So how long do it usually take to do hypnotherapy? Like in one session? Like one simple session and then follow up. One simple session, but not going through any other procedures, because it all depends on the person. Mm-hmm. It all depends on 
how much I need to do. So if someone, let's say, comes with a habit, let's say someone comes with a habit of biting their nails or pulling their hair, I might need to do two or three or four modalities. Mm. And I usually do at least one modality before I put in the tricks. Normally, one simple session of hypnosis shouldn't take more than an hour, 30 minutes. The first time usually takes longer. Okay. Because as a hypnotherapist, we need to put them in a very good rest. So the next time they come, we already have the suggestion that once we put them in a trance, we don't have to do so many other techniques and modalities for them to go to do trance. They already have that suggestion. Okay, so how does that What is a trance that you can do with me? That's a simple, that will be prominent. It's, I will ask you what's the issue to begin with. If it's only for fun, I can even do rapid induction, like they do on well, the stage. Fun. Yeah, and just for fun, yeah. I will just put you down within two minutes. Do it right here. Sure. Okay, we can do it. <laughs> you want to put your hands like this? Uh, yeah, so you're putting your hands straight, and I want you to notice as you're looking at your arms extended and notice the palm of your hands, and notice the palms of your hands, and notice the palms of your hands. And as you're noticing the palms of your hands, you notice also that your hands are getting closer and closer, closer and closer, tighter and tighter, closer and closer. And in a moment, your hands are gonna get closer and closer, closer and closer, to the point that they're gonna touch palm with palm, palm with palm, and when they touch, you can clasp your fingers. And as you're clasping your fingers, you notice your thumbs how they get even tighter and tighter, make them tighter, 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 so tight that in a moment, you cannot, you will not be able to open these arms because they're so tight, because I'm gonna close them, I'm gonna tie them with glue, with cement, and notice that you can tighten up there, and notice your fingers, they're getting so white because they're getting so tight, so tight, so very tight. Go and try to open them, you can't because they're so tight, and I'm gonna count three. When I say three, you can open your arms, and Okay, now I'm gonna grab your hand, and as I grab your hand, you can open your arms. Look at your hand, hold your hand just a little bit, and look at your hand, and then look at fingers. Look at your finger right here. And as you're noticing the finger, and in a moment, I'm gonna lift up your hand, and you're gonna tell me, what is it? Are your hand, are your fingers spreading, or your hand is getting closer to your forehead? And when I let go, just let me know. Is your hand getting closer to your forehead or your fingers are spread? Your palm is spreading and allow your hand to get close to your face, close to your face, close to your face. And when your hand gets close to your face, and you will notice you're feeling a nice relaxation in your eyelids. And as your hand gets closer to your face, closer to your face, closer to your forehead, and in a moment when your hand touches your forehead, you're allowing your eyes to chest your eyes and open, allowing your eyes to get relaxed. Allowing your eyes to just relax and just relax and just allow, just allow it and just go deep sleep. Just going deeper. I'm gonna come five back or so see where you're going for deep sleep. Five, feeling relaxed, feeling at ease, we're feeling at peace. Four, going deeper. Three, going into deep, feeling sleep. Two, one, zero, three, deep sleep. I'm gonna come five back to zero. Every number, you're gonna double test your relaxation. Find every number. Three, that we're going to see the conversation. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 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 eight
more secure, stronger. And each and every time, this is a second post-delivery suggestion, each and every time you wake up in the morning, as you put your feet on the ground, you're feeling confident, you're feeling grounded, centered, connected, and you will be wake up with energy and mental clarity to move you through your day. Is that okay? Yes. So now, zero, deeper sleep. Now you're waking up. One, you're coming back, you got your toes, you your fingers. Two, you're bringing that big smile again. That's right, beautiful. Three, you're coming back. Four, you're here. Five, eyes open, wide away. One, two, three, four, five, eyes open, wide away, wide away. One, two, three, four, five, eyes open, wide away. Allow me to do, can, you, can I hold your hand again? Sure. Okay, now look at your fingers one more time. And as I'm, I'm letting go of, you, of your fingers right now, your hand will pop again as you turn it towards your face, towards your forehead, and you let me know which one is it. Is it your fingers spilling out or your hand going towards your forehead? Which one is it? One. I'm letting it go. Which one is it? Deep sleep. Deep sleep. Each and every time. I say deep sleep for the purpose of noises with your permission completely, quickly, easily, and effortlessly to this level relaxation. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Deep breath. And Mason, I'm going to ask a question to you again. Do you remember my post-delivery suggestions? Do you remember that each and every time you smile, you bring more, you will portray more confidence as a man? Something about waking up in the morning, having a feeling in my feet, and then wake up with a deep smile and feeling happy and no tightness in my stomach. That is right. Your tightness in the stomach is gone, isn't it? It's been reduced, yes. Okay. Can we reduce it to zero? Or has, maybe one. Has been reduced, okay, great, wonderful. So the post kinetic suggestion is that each and every time you wake up and you put your feet on the ground, you get a big smile, you see the world brighter, you will be connected, grounded, centered, and with a mental clarity to take you throughout the day. Suggestion. Yes. And that will be happening today, tomorrow, and after tomorrow, next week, and next month. Now we'll wake up. Zero, one, two, three, four, five, eyes open, wide awake, wide awake. How are you feeling, Mason? I feel content. Do I you? feel similar when I was with Monica doing channeling, oh, in a way. So. But I'm wondering why my stomach was getting tight for no odd reason. Uh-huh. Well, why. we are going in public, you know, notice that we are. And it was in the spare of the moment, and we did it out of there to get your face just as we tried to do because it was So does it mm-hmm. have, does the subconscious have an effect on the body? Like the stomach getting tight in one particular area? All the time. Our moods. And, and this is what hypnosis is. This is what the mind is. 88% of the mind is the subconscious mind, while 10 to 12% is the conscious mind, is the beautiful mind, the analytical, the rational, the powerful mind that we know. And the subconscious mind is the one who has control over our bodies, our minds, our everyday decisions. I was wondering, you know, it wasn't hurting, it wasn't getting tight before, but it was getting tighter and tighter. I think it was like harder to release it from being tighter. Uh-huh. Did you release it? Yeah, I, I got released, but it took some time because it had to get going deeper and only slowly release it. Well, remember that, like I said, this was in this prayerful moment. But I also remembered what you have said too. Uh-huh. But I also remember the stomach being tight, but then there was nothing else to focus on. That's the words with the tightness in my stomach. Either one in the words, eventually there's only thing I was focused on. And remember also that hypnosis is a state of mind when we fall asleep or when we're awake. So we are aware of what's happening. Of course, you hear my voice, but we also have awareness of everything that is happening around. 
from their fans or employer if they lied or discovered the calls of everything. So our subconscious mind is absorbing everything. And yet I keep your attention with my words, even though I have an accent, as probably you heard it, everybody heard it. <laughs> but you kept listening to my words. And because we were not, neither you or I were prepared to hypnotize you right here on this spot, but we did it. And did you, did you feel that you were hypnotized? No. Because I had a reaction in the stomach that I only usually feel when it gets upset or starts hurting. Like that is the same spot I feel pain in. So feeling that again in a situation that's unrelated is more striking. Because I only use it when you know, it gets like really painful and I don't know why. So your stomach gets tight in what situations? It just gets tight and then it just randomly gets tight. It's, a, it's like it hurts and it like it's pain like maybe I did something wrong or been wrong, I don't know. Right. And, and, but it's like right here near my ribcage. Right, right. And yeah. could it be? Oh, it hurts. It still hurts? Yeah. Mm. We need to work on that. We really need to work on that. But could it be because of the unexpectedness that you have? Yeah. Could it be the unexpectedness of the, because in the spare of the moment, you were not prepared, but you did give me permission to get here. Yeah. But could it be that? It could be. It's a sensation of like stress and other factors infect the body in different ways, just like you feel ghost pain. Right, right. Exactly. exactly. And we want to make sure that that pain is done before we get it. Okay. Yes, yes. Mm. Whoa. I don't understand. It's like, why is it aggravating the pain? And that's what I'm, I was wondering. I'm wondering why the pain came out. Could it be that the pain comes up randomly in the historic state? Made the pain come out more? Or it could be that it got tight, but it wasn't tight before. But it, maybe it was the, the doubt. Am I going to be hypnotized? Am I hypnotized or am I not? Um, I didn't doubt I was going to be hypnotized. I just listened along. Usually, I try to just be a willing participant of like mindfulness exercises and all that stuff because it does have an impact if you do it correctly. Uh -huh. So, if that's one thing I've learned, you know, is try it out, be optimistic, and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. Because it, it went out, it went away, went in trance. Yes. And now we came back into our way? Yeah, it's coming, it's, it came back. Huh. So it was like a, an aggravated pain that only went away temporarily. Hmm. And how often do you get the pain? Not very often. When it does, it gets pretty gross. Okay, okay. And does it come in situations where unexpected things happen to you? I'm not quite sure. It okay. just comes up. It's something to Either it, I feel like I ate something wrong or I did more work and then, it, it, you know, that muscle is getting irritated mm -hmm. or as a reoccurring injury that only gets hurt occasionally. Hmm. I don't know. And that is very strange. That is very strange. But we're going to work on that for sure. Well, guys, this is an episode of Absolute Power and Hypnotherapy. Uh, I thank Sigrid for being here, explaining hypnosis and the power suggestion of how to use it properly. Use it in a way that is beneficial. Also, if you have awareness to hypnotherapy, try it. It's a alternative to other therapies out there, but it has results because the, the suggestion given to you, if the person is able to help with your condition, can be beneficial. Thank you, Mason. Yes, so um, definitely absolute power of the mind. That's the name of my hypnotherapy 
uh, absolute power hypno hypnosis secrets and data. You can find me, that's my website, absolutepowerhypnotherapy.com or Sigris Andate, Absolute Power Hypnosis in my social media. Um, by all means, please send me a message and we can work remotely or in person. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. And uh, with that, we have uh, in the episode of Absolute Power and Hypnotherapy. Please uh, support us on different podcasts near you, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and our heart radio. We're also on www.mcamepodcast.com. That's www.mcamepodcast.com. We're also on Patreon with the different tiers, other ways to support the podcast, design, guest appearances, sponsorship, and more. All on that. Thank you for being here. And if not... Take my advice that hypnotherapy is a thing and does affect people in different ways. Bye.